Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of L2M Associates, Linda Popke. Hi, this is Linda Popke, and welcome to our latest episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. We're here with John Miller. John is the Vice President of Marketing for Marketo, where he leads strategy and execution for all aspects of marketing at Marketo and is a key architect of Marketo's hyper-efficient revenue engine. Um, he was named a top 10 CMO for companies under $250 million revenue by the CMO Institute. And before co-founding Marketo, John held positions at Epiphany, Exchange Partners, and Gemini Consulting. So welcome, John. It's a pleasure to have you here. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Terrific. So first, perhaps you can tell us, what do you mean? You talk about revenue engines and revenue performance management. What exactly does that mean? How do you define that? Sure. Well, you know, I'm a marketing executive, and so I'm inclined to spend my days thinking about marketing. But I realize that that's not what the CEO thinks about, and that's not what the board thinks about, right? What, what they spend their days worrying about and spending time on is revenue. Right. And the more that I can think about and position all of my marketing in the language of revenue, you know, the better it's going to be for my own personal credibility with my fellow executives and board, but the better it's going to be for the success of the marketing department. So I really try to think about what I do with marketing, you know, not just as, you know, how do I automate the marketing process or make marketing efficient, but how do I actually really true, truly improve you know, what we call, you know, the revenue performance management of the company. So, tell, so how, why is this so important in today's business environment? Is, is this something that you see is, is a trend that, that's catching on, is becoming more important to think about this? Yeah, well, I think there are sort of two key trends that are driving this, you know, focus uh, on revenue performance management. You know, the first is as we come out of the recession, the Great Recession, if you will, you know, the number one focus of companies is coming back to growth. You know, we we simply are not going to have the kind of economic recovery that that this country needs by continuing to save costs and make things more efficient, right? You know, the leaders of this company are really thinking about how to achieve strong, sustained growth. You know, President Obama recently, you know, called a bunch of business executives into Washington D.C. to discuss that very issue. Companies are sitting on record piles of cash, right. you know, and you know, it's time to take all that money as we as as we go to recovery and really think about growth. So that yeah, is, I think, the first it, yeah. key trend. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I think the other key trend is, you know, the fact that you know the turmoil and the transformation that's happened in the way that buyers think about researching and purchasing solutions is really making the way our traditional models for how we sell and how we market to customers, you know, at, at best obsolete, you know, at worst, you know, totally dysfunctional. Right. You know, the, the, you know, today's marketing sales models really grew up in the Mad Men era, right? But today people can, you know, research online, they interact socially. There's right. just this, you know, whereas information used to be scarce, now it's abundant. And so, you know, buyers, don't want to engage with sales much later in the process, and that creates that change creates opportunity for marketing, 
right? Change always creates opportunity. And, you know, in this new world where buyers don't want to engage with sales until, you know, later in the process, yeah. you know, marketing therefore can really step up to own a larger part of the revenue process. And that's how companies can really begin to completely transform their revenue engine away from that, you know, traditional model and into, you know, really modern high-performance engine where marketing and sales, you know, work together across the entire revenue cycle to, again, drive growth. And, and that sounds very logical, but we know in practicality marketing and sales are also, or often, I guess I should say, working sort of at cross-purposes, right? So they don't always have, they're not always seen from the same hymn book, so to speak, or, or doing things the way they should together. So um, what... What do you think marketing needs to do to kind of achieve this kind of transformation? This is a new way for marketing to think. How do they get the strategy into their business goals? I mean, it needs to be said, this is not just about marketing, right? You know, I think that obviously marketing needs to play this role. But I think a true revenue performance management transformation addresses organizational issues, compensation incentives, you know, work processes, technology, you know, the whole kind of thing. One of the big debates <clears throat> that companies are having, right, is, you know, should there be a chief revenue officer right. in the company? You know, which, you know, by the way, a chief revenue officer, that's not just meant that there's a marketing department and a sales department that report up to a president. This is really somebody who manages a single unified revenue department. Right. Right. That, you know, that that's that is a fairly boundary-pushing organizational change, but it's the kind of thing companies should be thinking about. I think <clears> – <throat> Maybe a little bit more practically, you know, and specifically, I think there are a couple things that marketing departments can can do right away to get going with all this kind of stuff. You know, the first is is a mindset and a framework, right? Just and it's just stop treating yourself as a cost center, and then your fellow executives will stop treating you like a cost center. That's a right? that's a good point. Yeah. All too often we talk about what's my cost per lead. Right, and we talk about what's my marketing budget. Right, that's that's framing the discussion in terms of cost. Right, and the more you can talk about, you know, this program will generate X million of revenue. Right, or you know, this this program invest. You know, I'm going to make this you know investment, and it will return uh, X dollars over the next four four quarters. Yep. Right. Now all of a sudden, you don't sound like a cost center. You sound like part of the revenue team. And it really is, you know, more than anything else, a change in the language that we use. Right. So I so think, it's, you know, it's the a couple of the language in the way and the way we're thinking about ourselves as marketing professionals. Yeah, we're 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 part of the revenue team. You know, I think, you know, a couple other sort of maybe more practical, you know, again, specific things, you know, that marketers can do, you know, the I think, you know, is create, you know, content. You know, become a content publisher. Uh, you know, there's sort of, you know, this old model of push marketing, right, where it sort of, you know, grew up in the Glengarry, Glen Ross, always be closing days. Right. Right. And now, you know, where people, buyers want information, you know, that changes to always be helping. Yeah. And, you know, marketers are, are increasingly content creators and publishers. You know, I accidentally explicitly took part of my budget for 2011 that last year I would have spent on trade shows, mm-hmm. and I allocated it to hire a full-time writer instead. Interesting. Right, and I believe that that's going to be a great ROI thing to do, you know, in this world. Once you have all that content and you therefore start to pull in buyers with a very wide front end of the funnel, 
That's great because you, if you do a good job of that content marketing, you'll generate a lot of leads. But you've got to recognize that those leads are not going to be ready for sales. And if you use your old madman era lead process of giving all those people over to the sales team, you're going to annoy the buyer who doesn't want to talk to sales yet. You're going to annoy the salesperson who doesn't want to talk to somebody who's not actually ready to buy. Right. And so you need to, therefore, also start to think about a really systematic process for how do I stay in touch with these prospective buyers, help them educate themselves, nurture the relationship, uh, so that when they are ready to engage with sales, you're top of mind and they come to you. And then I think the last thing that marketers need to do, kind of, again, just immediately to start on this revenue transformation is to take more responsibility for providing the sales team with the information that they need to spend their time on the best possible, most, you know, qualified prospective buyers, you know, and that's where lead scoring comes in, Mm -hmm. right. Or, and, and with the ability to sort of understand what people are doing on your website and interacting with your campaigns, that provides an incredible amount of insight to help the sales team, a real quick example, if somebody comes to Marketo's website, you know, if they go to my pricing page yep. and then watch my demo, you know, I guarantee, right, that within, you know, there's like a 75% chance that within the next 30 days, they're going to be engaged in an active sales cycle with us. Interesting. Right, and it's the ability to see that online, you know, body language and give that information over to the sales team that helps marketing, you know, the sales team look at marketing as somebody who's really helping them to drive revenue um, and, again, you know, put you on the same side of the equation. Right. So, so you've identified certain behaviors that really um, that, that lead someone to, to be a, a, a well-qualified prospect and someone that you should be looking at. That's yeah, great. I mean, lead scoring really comes down to sort of two sides. You know, like any good relationship, there's two sides. How interested are you in them and how interested are they in you? Right. You know, most lead scoring methodologies only focus on how interested are you in them. Right. We want financial services companies above $500 million of revenue, you know, with a budget, authority, and a need and timeline identified. Right. Right. That, that, that's great. I mean, you know, that's all about how it should it are, you know, am I and you. But what's great about sort of this modern lead scoring capability is you can start to see the behaviors that show how interested are they in you. Right. And when you have both sides of that equation, that's when somebody is really ready to engage with the sales team. Got it. Great. So, so tell me, how has Marketo's adopting this revenue performance management strategy really increased your own company's revenue growth? Well, we're really proud of what we've accomplished, to be honest. You know, we've been in market since March 2008 okay. and have acquired more than 850 mid-market and enterprise customers in that time. We tripled our revenue during 2010. Wow. Uh, more than tripled. And so if you look at our revenue growth rate, we're actually growing as fast or faster than SuccessFactors, NetSuite, or Omniture did um, during the same you know, comparable phase of their company. We're actually growing almost as fast as Salesforce.com did, and we're doing it at a fraction of the sales and marketing investment of any of those companies. And I think that's really, you know, uh, the proof point of how revenue performance management is really working, you know, for us. You know, I'll just share kind of two specific metrics behind that. You know, the first is that um, most companies will spend four, three to four times uh, what they spend in marketing in sales, right. right? So for every dollar they spend in sales, they're only spending 30 cents in marketing. Yep. 
Marketo, we for every dollar we spend on sales, we spend ninety cents in marketing. Wow, so, so it's almost, almost a, a one, one to one ratio, yeah. Yeah, but as a result of all that extra investment in marketing, what we've done is we've made our salespeople dramatically more efficient. In yep. fact, you know, our sales reps carry a fifty percent more quota than a comparable rep at Salesforce.com does, right? And so because our reps are spending their time closing business and not cold calling or prospecting or educating buyers who aren't ready to talk to them, we've really unlocked a lot of growth for that team, you know, by really shifting a lot of that burden into marketing. You know, the proof is in the pudding. It's not just how fast we're growing, but really in how efficiently we're growing in terms of our ability to, you know, put that top line on on the board uh, without as much, you know, total sales and marketing investment than comparable software companies. That's great. So can you – this sounds wonderful, but I'm wondering, can you give me some examples of other companies that are, are using this as well? I think it's terrific. You're kind of eating your own dog food, so to speak, and using your own technologies. But how about other examples of, of anybody you can tell us about that's doing similar types of things? Yeah, well, you know, we, as I said, we have 850 customers in 14 countries around the world. There, you know, there are a lot of software companies who use this kind of technology, um, kind of as an early adopter of this kind of approach. But interestingly, we're seeing a lot of adoption in other industries. You know, like manufa- manufacturing companies, mm-hmm. you know, like Intel or Sharp, Solar Systems. You know, D-Link, which makes routers. Uh, in healthcare, you know, we're seeing a lot of traction from companies like McKesson. Medtronic, medical devices, Christina Care, you know, the hospital chain, and telecommunications, you know, accused communications or Singtel mm-hmm. Telecom, financial services, et cetera. So you definitely see a lot of, uh, I think, pickup across any kind of industry where there's a sales team <laughs> that's trying to close business, but that there's enough of a, an addressable market that the sales team can't know everybody. Right. Right. You know, let me tell you sort of one other specific customer story. So this is for a company called Bronto Software that makes, um, you know, interestingly enough, actually makes email marketing software, but they okay. actually use Marketo to help them promote their own business because their customers are all retailers and consumer companies. You know, across the board, what they found is that for every 1,000 respondents that they get across all their marketing touches – Mm-hmm. They close just under four deals, 3.97 deals. Wow. Compared to an average of two and a, two and a half deals, according to BDB Magazine. Right. So they're managed, they've managed to take their funnel, right, which you know starts with those thousand people at top, you know, and get 70% more out the bottom. <clears throat> and the way they've done that is by focusing on their conversion ratios at each step down the revenue cycle. Right, so if the, you know, for them, the first ratio they look at is respondent to lead. Mm-hmm. Right, how many you know of those of people coming in do they actually think is ready to sort of you know to call a lead? And they've managed to raise that to almost 35 percent. Wow. Varying across channels, you know, pay per click 12 percent, you know, um, and up from there. Right, and then that number continually increases through better lead nurturing. <clears throat> then they've been able to take their lead to sales lead ratio. Right, which really says, you know, are the, are the people who are engaging with us, are they the right kind of people that our salespeople right. want to talk to? They've managed to make that 47%, so really targeting the right people. And then of the things that they say are sales leads, 43% of those are turning into opportunities, you know, which, again, is sort of, you know, a very good improvement 
you know, compared to the, you know, benchmarks and where they were before. Um, and then lastly, you know, they, they win 23% of their deals. <clears throat> you know, and again, that, a lot of these have to do with definitions of what you call, choose to call an opportunity or not. Right. You know, but the net of all that improvement at every stage of that pipeline, as I said, is, you know, really 70% more coming out of the back end. And by focusing on where the bottlenecks are at each stage, you sort of always know where you can focus your time and energy to improve things. Got it. Great. Wow, this is fascinating. Well, thank you, John. I, I really appreciate your taking the time to chat with us because I had no idea um, just the, the scope of, of what you're doing and what some of your customers are doing. We hear about Marketo, but it's just fascinating to look at how we can change the, um, the way that marketing people look at each other and, and look at what they do and the relationship of marketing to sales and have such dramatic results. So we've been chatting with John Miller, who's the Vice President of Marketing at Marketo. If you'd like more information, John has a blog, uh, which is the Modern B2B Marketing Blog, and you can find that at blog.marketo.com, and that's M-A-R-K-E-T-O.com. So please feel free to go there and uh, hear and and see what, what John's talking about. Thank you, John. It's been wonderful to have you here. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. Okay, terrific. Thanks, everyone, for the next time. This is Linda Popke for Marketing Thought Leadership. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by L2M Associates. If you'd like to find out how you can improve the return on your investment in marketing programs, processes, or people, contact us at www.l2massociates.com.